I'm sitting in the subway station. Manhattan is my destination. On that dirty train, each day I live is much the same, and I think, what can I gain living in this endless game? Homeward bound, I wish I was. Homeward bound, home to Jerusalem, home where my heart is lying, home where my destiny waits silently. Okay, we're back with another edition of Homeward Bound, the show about moving to Israel. My name is Egal Siegel, and I am very pleased to welcome a very special guest to the Holy Land, the one and only Nahum Siegel himself, who's joining us this week here in Israel. Nahum, welcome. Thank you very much, and might I add that I am extremely impressed by the sophisticated equipment that we have in our <laughs> Is Jerusalem studios. Well, we're uh, definitely on an austere budget over here. We try our best, and thank God ZK is here to help us use some new equipment this week. Uh, first of all, how was your trip here? We're recording this on Monday. Obviously, this is in our normal Tuesday evening slot here in the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, Nachum arrived this morning pretty early, I believe, uh, around 4 a.m., I think. Yeah, around 4-ish Monday morning from a long journey. That included nine hours in Amsterdam, and I was extremely impressed by the uh, Jewish sites. I didn't see much of the community, but I did Davin Minchamara with a very nice collection of uh, of people from the Jewish community at the JCC in Amsterdam, a beautiful shul. Uh, but in addition to that, the sites, the Jewish sites, are amazing. The Spanish Portuguese synagogue, the Jewish museum, which includes four different synagogues, one of them really classic, um, and a whole bu- and a, a lot of other air- a lot of other buildings right around the Spanish Portuguese synagogue uh, area. It was like built as one big Jewish center in the 1700s. It was really remarkable. So that was very impressive. The kosher restaurant I went to was very impressive. I'm sure you had something that uh, was a taste of home, probably for your uh, menu item at the uh, kosher restaurant in Amsterdam. Well, a gentleman from Israel named Naftali insisted on making a shawarma, and I said to myself, <laughs> I'm not going to have enough shawarma this week, so I guess I'll have one. Uh, <laughs> that was interesting. Um, and... I'm trying to think what else was impressive. I mean, I, I went to Anne Frank's house and saw how the <laughs> how popular a site it is because the line was remarkably long, so I wasn't able to get in, but I had to take some photos of the outside. And uh, what was remarkable was how many, I said this on the Matzah show on Sunday, how many bicycles are in uh, Holland, 17 million, which I think is like double the population. So it's more than cars, obviously. Oh, it's more than cars. doesn't even begin to describe it. It's great. And and all the bicycles are old. All, not all. The majority of the bicycles are really old bikes. And I asked why, and the answer is because otherwise they get stolen if you buy a new bike. So there are a lot of them are old bikes, and they're everywhere. And apparently, can you rent them? Like, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Can you rent them like they do now in New York City, where you have like places to go from and to? Yeah, I don't think it works the same way. The ridiculous system we have in New York in terms <laughs> of renting it for 45 minutes and stuff like that. But they do have bike rental places, and uh, they're parked everywhere. And apparently, 17 million bicycles in Amsterdam, and uh, that exceeds the population. And people, young and old, have them. They use them in the winter. They use it, it's really remarkable. And apparently, they're they are known as much as Europe is known for bikes. They're known the most for bicycles in Europe. So it was an interesting day, saw a lot of interesting things, and uh, here I am in the Holy Land, in the middle of our great programming, and again, feeling guilty I'm not living here, but I guess that's what Homeward Bound is all about. That's right. Homeward Bound, the show to make you feel guilty. That's what we're here for. 
<laughs> and now that we spent the first five minutes of our show talking about Holland, <laughs> let's talk a little about home. That's right. What is Nahum Siegel doing here this week? Well, this week includes shows from uh, the OU Center in Israel, which is a pretty remarkable story in and of itself, that the OU made such an impact here in Jerusalem. Uh, Hebron, of course. Uh, Beit Orot, our friends at Crib Efrat, will be at Machon Lev for a uh, live lunch on Thursday. Um, I mean, we're just, uh, again, highlighting some fantastic areas of Israel and uh, talking about some of the places that our listeners care a lot about and have demonstrated their care for over the years. And, uh, I believe Amuna is going to be with you at Hebron. Correct, well. I apologize. Amuna and Hebron are both sponsoring uh, Tuesday's trip, the, uh, Tuesday's uh, visit to Hebron, which should have taken place and likely did uh, earlier today uh, on Tuesday morning. So thank you to Amuna and, of course, thank you to the Hebron Fund. And, um, you know, the uh, I, I always say that... Uh, that the function that this uh, radio show has, or I should say that our network has at this point, is to continue, one of the functions is to continue to bridge the gap between Israel and the diaspora, and this trip, I believe, will uh, do that again. Well, there's no question that the Nachum Siegel Show, Nachum Siegel Network, JM and the AM, have always been uh, popular in terms of making sure that people understand what's happening in Israel today, people are aware of what's happening in Israel, and there's no question that you have a tremendous following of listeners here in Israel um, people who are driving. Uh, I, in fact, I spoke to somebody just recently, an old friend of ours, who told me that he, because of the iPhone app, is able to listen to you in his car as he drives in and out from Ephrat to Yerushalayim to his place of business. And uh, people are are constantly uh, in touch with you through the, the airwaves of JM and AM and, of course, the Nahum Siegel Network. And, of course, the Homeward Bound show, as we know, is dedicated towards making sure that eventually you move here. <laughs> That's the whole purpose. <laughs> Once Nachum Siegel moves here, I am retiring. So we're, uh, we're trying to get Nachum to come here as soon as possible. <laughs> you want it to happen sooner rather than later. It was amazing listening to the Jam and the M app and Matis in Amsterdam. That was pretty remarkable. With a driver named Moshe who told me that he would spread the word that you could listen to Jam and the M at noon every single day in Amsterdam. And then last night, um, or early early Monday morning, I'm driving from the airport here to Jerusalem and uh, listening to the app, checking that all the streams are going. It was a pretty remarkable feeling. Well, there's no question that worldwide, Na- the Nachum Siegel Network is there for our listeners to enjoy and also to learn, and hopefully to learn how easy it is to make Aliyah to the Holy Land. And uh, when we come back, I want to thank Nachum Siegel for his time. I know he's running to a show now. Good luck to, your sh- to you in this week, Nach. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll be back after this message with some more information about a very unique prize that uh, Nefesh Benefesh is offering, the Bonet Sion Prize, which we'll talk a little more in depth about right after this message. If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh, 866-4-ALIYAH, 866, the number 4 a-L-I-Y-A-H, or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel, nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now, nbn.org.il. All right, welcome back to Homeward Bound, and I'm very excited to uh, have as our special guest today on our show the co-founder and executive director of Nefesh Benefesh, Rabbi Yoshua Fass. Rabbi Fass, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. I missed my theme song, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, only Nachum is allowed to play the theme song. I'm sorry. I asked him. I asked him. 
Rabbi Thass, our focus today is going to be on this unbelievable um, inaugural Bonate Sion Prize that you have uh, started this year. I want to talk about that, but first, before we go on, Nahum brought up a question on uh, one of our shows in the, pre- in the previous weeks. He wanted to know that when you started Nefesh Benefesh, was your focus only on families? Like, when you, your, was your dream to get families like yourself that you came with young children? And then now all of a sudden, what is it, 12 years later, you have people, retirees, you have singles, you have... Was it your focus at the beginning to try and bring as all these different types of groups, or is it your focus just on the families that, the, that, you, uh, that you yourself were part of? The focus and the initial concept was on everyone. It was, it was supposed to um, celebrate the diversity of the different interests and the int- different audiences that were interested in making Aliyah. And uh, we very much wanted to get a very broad spectrum of not only the ages, but also the denominational demographics to show Israel that all sections and sectors of American Jewry have this, are pining to make Aliyah and have this desire to return home. Well, there's no question that uh, because Nachum was on the flight in this past August and he saw the diverse... I mean, it was unbelievable the way he described it, just how many different types of people, different types of situations, family situations they were in. That's what uh, caused him to pause, to ask that question. That was your goal at the beginning. Well, there's no question that uh, the success is there and continues to be. And one of the things, one of the uh, innovative uh, projects that you started this year is called the Bonetzion Prize. Can you give us a little history as to how this prize came about and what your uh, thoughts were in terms of uh, establishing it? A bunch of thoughts and how we how this came about. We wanted to. I really wanted. I had a sense of wanting to give back, give back to uh, the olim, not just who've made aliyah with us in the last twelve years, but olim who've come from Anglo-speaking countries, English-speaking countries since 1948, who have done remarkable, remarkable things here in this country. And I wanted to do it for two re- reasons. I wanted uh, to acknowledge and highlight the remarkable accomplishments of individuals and how Israel is being enhanced by the individuals who are making Aliyah. And obviously Israel itself is made out of a country of Olim, but uh, sometimes the American or the English speaker uh, Olez contribution is not that uh, highlighted. Yes, we have the Ron Dermers and the Dory Golds and the, the Professor Almonds, you know, the ambassadors and Nobel Prize laureates, but there are individuals, hundreds of individuals who moved to this country who are making incredible impacts on, on society. And I wanted to be able to highlight these individuals so that Israel itself sees um, the accomplishments and that these individuals are recognized. Same hand, I, I, I wanted to also to to have other individuals in the states who are sitting on the fence thinking about whether or not they can make it in Israel, whether or not they can sur- not only survive but can thrive and they can be successful and they can also contribute and highlighting individuals like-minded or individuals that they can relate to who've done incredible um, things here in Israel hopefully will impact them that they can also make the move and, and get the chizuk and inspiration and strength to, to, to continue in their path of making Aliyah. So that was basically the double-pronged attack with Bonetzion, giving back to society, highlighting the accomplishments of individuals, and not just necessarily Olim that came through Nefesh. I really wanted this to be a much broader sense 
Um, so this of, is for, I'm sorry to interrupt, but this is for any OLED that has come to Israel since the creation of the state. It's Correct. not necessarily... And not just from North America. Australia, right. New Zealand, South Africa, UK, Canada. I really want all English-speaking OLED from 1948 to be highlighted for their for their accomplishments. Okay, so you you split this in, um, this award. There are ten thousand dollar awards being given in five categories. Correct. Um, so when when someone obviously when someone nominates someone, they're nominating them for a specific category. Correct. Is it possible to be nominated in two categories? Right? Yes. Ah, it's very important I've, I've to know. <laughs> I've received many a phone call <laughs> asking, "What do you suggest?" I said, let's keep it to one category, <laughs> and then they asked, what do you think the category is? We have an individual who's been doing incredible community service, but they're also a high-ranking official in the Army. Should right. we highlight them in the Army, or should we highlight them in education? I have an individual who's doing incredible science, but he's also in the educational work of science. So, what, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so just to review the five categories, I think they pretty much speak for themselves. Science and medicine is the first. Education and nonprofit is the second. IDF and national service is third. The fourth, entrepreneurship and technology. Does that mean entrepreneurship, someone who has created their own business here or created... Correct. Uh-huh. Okay. And I individuals who came with an idea, who've, uh, who themselves were employed, and now they're employing 50 to 100 to 200 people who are bringing incredible revenues to this country and also doing a Kiddush Hashem and, and bringing incredible PR to this country as well and also employing other Olim, um, they should be highlighted for the work that they've done. And okay. done. And finally, culture, sports, and art is the final category. The uh, deadline for submitting nominations is this coming Sunday, December 15th. For those of you who are interested in nominating somebody or possibly even getting yourself nominated, that's possible. Can you get yourself nominated if you want to be nominated? Yes. You have to find <laughs> a friend to nominate you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so bonetzion.org.il. That's B O N E I Z I O N.org.il. I want to ask you the the selection committee that you put together is is like a who's who, and I, I, it's unbelievable that the names you have here: Gabi Ashkenazi, former chief of staff of the IDF, Ambassador Yehuda Avner, um, who was a prime minister advisor to Ford prime ministers, uh, Rabbi Paul Friedman, we know from 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 uh, America, the head of USY, and now Rabbi um, Wine, Professor Waxman, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's and the, the Gabriela Shalev, Professor Gabriela Shalev from the UN. First of all, how do you get all these people in the same room to talk about this? It's unbelievable. I'm more, <laughs> I'm, I'm equally excited, not just for the for the the Bonetzion, uh, uh, ceremony of giving out to five individuals. I'm equally excited just to be in the room with this committee, <laughs> just to see how they think. And so there is going to be a meeting with everyone together. Or it's going to be the people read these online? Oh, there is. We have booked a morning. Uh, it's a three-hour session. Wow. The entire committee um, uh, has been notified. We've already received many uh, confirmations of individuals who are coming to this off-site meeting. It's not going to be here, so any, <laughs> anyone is <laughs> out. secret location. Don't, don't you peep through the windows. Um, and uh, the individuals who are not able to come uh, will be given uh, uh, by proxy. They'll be able to vote. They'll be sent uh, the reviews of all the Ah, so the they'll submissions, okay, so and they will be able to review their votes as well at the committee session. Okay, and there will be one a prize awarded in each of these five categories. I hope so, <laughs> because I, I didn't allocate any more money than these, five, than these five awards. Okay, so the announcement of the winners is scheduled for Sunday, January twelfth, two thousand fourteen. Correct, and the ceremony is going to follow probably a month afterwards. We're trying to. Uh, we're trying to do something very exciting, either have it in the Knesset or have it at the President's house. Um, we are announcing soon some very special day um, within the Knesset that this will probably be highlighted at the end of, the, of uh, the Knesset session, and we will have the families and friends of these five awardees 
and the committee members, whoever will want to choose to be there, to be having a beautiful session of awarding these um, Bonetium prizes. Do you find, in the time that you've been here, uh, well you mentioned that the that one of the ideas behind the Bonetium prize was to recognize the significant uh, contributions of Olim, Anglo Olim specifically, who have been here since uh, whether it's since 1948 or, or sooner. Have you seen in your experience with Knesset members and just uh, high-level members of Israeli society, have you seen a change in terms of their respect? I, I don't want to use the word respect, but for lack of a better term, respect for the Anglo-Olim in terms of their place in Israeli society? Absolutely. I think it's, 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 uh, the respect is there and the accomplishments are definitely recognized. I think the fact that we don't have that much representation within the Knesset is disproportionate to the amount of impact the North Americans or the anglo is having. I mean, now there's uh, Minister Dov Lippmann in the Knesset, but it's the first time in 30 years that we've had an, an, an American Knesset member. And I think that is, it's, it's, and I've heard in the halls of the Knesset that it, they feel that it's disproportionate. The amount of what's happening within the industries, without the, within all these different spheres that we're trying to highlight in the prize, they feel that there's almost a disproportionate sense of representation. So it's not a, it's not a question of quantity in terms of how many Anglos that live there. They're saying that the quality of what the Anglos are doing in Israel, they should, there should be more representation exactly. in Knesset. That's what they're... they're this so it has nothing to do with numbers, it has to do with impact. Yeah, there's, so there's a surprise that with all the impact that the Americans are having within society and all the different sectors, that there is only one an American within the Knesset. But isn't it, isn't it true that uh, Americans, or at least uh, from my perspective, that you know, Americans, when they come here, even if they're here for 20, 30 years, they don't, they don't feel that there's a, a path for them to take to get into politics. 100%. And we shy away from the politics. Right. So is that something that the Knesset members are working on to try and draft more Anglos like us? I don't think so. I think certain, par <laughs> so I think certain parties, I think certain parties uh, want to use the carrot for their audiences before the different party elections, and they try to put some Americans on their list. And I'm seeing that, in the, especially in the last elections, a lot of parties were trying to to dress up their party party lists with, with Anglos. Well, so that like, itself is an admission and a recognition that there can be significant right, contribution. Right, because they do it for other, they do it for other uh, subgroups as well. So Whether it well, translates into political seats, that's another thing. But I don't think there's really a, a mechanized um, strategy of let's have more representation of Anglo individuals. I think that's coming from the peripheral um, interests of different organizations and, and institutions that think that there should be more of a greater representation of of Anglos within the Knesset. Well, on the other hand, we see, especially like for someone like Dove Lipman as an example, we see the the ability that an American who comes here with relatively little relatively little experience can make an impact in a shorter amount of time, probably than he could in the states it's, or any other Anglo country. It's a country. very small pond, and you can right. do a tremendous amount of, of you can have a tremendous amount of impact here, and you see that within all the industries. And that is another fringe benefit of doing the Bonitzion Prize as well, to show how people came. And some of these individuals who are getting seeing the app, the su submitted applications are individuals who changed their careers here in Israel and took hobbies or took side interests and they created these incredible interests or made incredible impacts on things that they not necessarily would have had such an impact within America. That it's a bigger ocean, they would have been drowned out or dwarfed by other personalities or other movements and coming here with some innovation and some know-how and having talent and having a passion their impact is, is multifold and, and we're seeing an incredible, incredible uh, accomplishments being expressed here. Well, there you have it, my friends. This is Rabbi Yoshua Fast, the Executive Director of uh, Nefesh Benefesh, telling us about the Bonetzion Prize. 
$10,000 prizes in five categories. Nominations are uh, the deadline for submitting nominations. This is coming Sunday, December 15th. You can go to the Nefesh Benefesh website at nbn.org.il and there's a sub uh, page there called Bonate Sion, or Bonate Sion has its own website, bonatezion.org.il, B-O-N-E-I-Z-I-O-N.org.il. Go there for information. Nominate a friend. Have a friend nominate you if you're here in Israel. But the best thing is that finally we're seeing some recognition for the tremendous accomplishments that Olim from Anglo countries have been contributing to our country. Rabbi Fast, thank you so much for your time. My absolute pleasure. Thank you, Yingo. And uh, we'll be right back after this message. If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh, 866-4-ALIYAH, 866, the number 4, A-L-I-Y-A-H, or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel, nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now, nbn.org.il. Okay, welcome back to Homeward Bound here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Egal Siegel, and we're back with our friend Rachel Berger, who's the director of Post Aliyah and Employment for Nefesh Benefesh. Welcome back, Rachel. Great to be here. Okay, so we are um, in the midst of discussing jobs here in Israel that require a high level of English. Uh, basically, for people who are coming from North America or any other English-speaking country who have skills and one of them is speaking English. Hopefully everyone has that skill if you're coming from those countries. But anyway, the idea is that for people who don't feel that they want to try, at least initially, to break into the Hebrew-speaking market when it comes to employment, uh, they have opportunities here that Rachel and her staff have developed over the last few years uh, to offer to people who want to be able to speak English and to utilize their English-speaking and writing skills here in Israel. Today, we want to discuss with Rachel the sales and customer service uh, portion of this uh, of this uh, effort in terms of English speakers. What do you have to tell us about uh, salespeople or people in customer service here in Israel? So as we've been talking, Nahum, I Nahum. Sorry, you got to redo that. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Had a moment. Okay. <laughs> All right. It makes start. you feel better. I do for my children. <laughs> I've been talking for okay. him, and my name's Take Nima. a pause. Take a pause, and then start over again. So as we've been speaking, Yigal, there are a load of jobs uh, in sales and customer service. Um, anything that has to do uh, with English really does have uh, a total industry here in Israel. The reason being, again, we are a local economy. We need to sell globally. So there are companies, both high-level companies and also lower-level companies, that are interested in finding fluent English speakers with people uh, who have backgrounds in sales and customer service. Those are two different jobs. People who can go through the selling process versus people who take inbound customer service types of calls. This also includes sometimes help desk type of calls. It could be a tech company. It could be a product-based company. Um, it could be a service company. And these are jobs that can involve travel. It could be international travel, again, all over the planet, whether it's Asia-bound or it's uh, Europe-bound or it's North America-bound. Or it could be jobs where people do sales from home. I have a guy, a great guy, who came on Aliyah about eight years ago. 
And he came in and he said, I'm a sales guy. I'm just totally a sales guy. And we got him some jobs working in iTech. And then he decided that he would like to live in Ashdod, which made him geographically challenged a little bit in terms of getting the types of jobs he needed uh, for the types of sales he did. So you know what? We got him some jobs working from home doing sales. And it's fantastic. He um, now has created a whole business of different companies that he sells his service um, doing selling for them and he has made a living and he has totally acclimated to his life in uh, in Ashdod. That's great. All right. So now in terms of customer service, when you speak about customer service, we're talking about Israeli companies who need someone who speaks English to provide service to English English-speaking customers. Right. Are these customers who are calling from outside of Israel? Correct. Or alternatively, these are people who are um, calling outside of Israel. There are jobs here from 3 to 11 at night. There's night shift jobs too, uh, from 11 to 7 in the morning, where people are working here calling outside of Israel or taking inbound calls from Israeli customers who, from American customers, or I'm sorry, European customers, uh, who have bought this product. What happens is that today you really have to think that we live in a global economy. It really is no longer local. Whereas some of these same platforms might exist in other countries, say India or uh, China or whatnot. Um, today when you create a product, you really want your product to go internationally. And therefore what happens is you need to have an international uh, uh, an international uh, recruitment so that the people who are servicing your customers are language based. For example, not only do we have jobs for people who speak English, we have jobs for people who speak Italian or Portuguese as well. I mean, I have people sometimes who are asking me for languages I don't get or see a lot of, Romanian, Finnish. We don't have a lot of Olim from those countries. But there is a position available because the Israeli company sold to that country mm -hmm. and now wants to be able to service that country with um, you know their customer service. Well, it, let's go to sales for a second. When you talk about sales, so obviously you mentioned the, the, the person you were speaking about who does sales by phone. Is there a need for, and, and then of course you have the people who are salespeople who are traveling to countries outside of Israel. Is there any such possibility of a salesperson here in Israel selling to uh, an Israeli so that sure, needs to there speak are tons English? of people that do that, but that, that is less so. Meaning, there are people who work with um, the American Olim that come or the American tourists that come. Uh, but most people that are doing sales within Israel to Israelis are either speaking Hebrew or they're entrepreneurs and they're selling their business, whatever right. it is, right. um, or they hire somebody uh, who is a Hebrew, a fluent Hebrew speaker, in order to sell their products. Uh, for the most part, although there is a minor uh, or a micro community or, or a micro economy, I would say, of Anglo's that are here, that for example, there are cell phone companies that sell uh, temporary cell phones to uh, tourists that come. Right. Having said that, that's already a smaller and smaller amount of business because the cell phone industry is changing and you can get a SIM from anywhere that'll work or you'll use your Wi-Fi to make it work. Uh, but there are businesses that work within Israel where you have people who sell in English to the community of tourists or to the community of Olim. Okay, very good. Okay, so 
that's uh, Rachel Berger, who's the director of employment here at uh, Nefesh Benefesh, speaking to us about sales and customer service positions here in the Holy Land. So if you're looking to make Aliyah and you're looking to keep speaking English, you have opportunities that are available to you either through sales or customer service. This is Egal Siegel. Uh, we're here with Homeward Bound, and we'll be back right after this. If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh, 866-4-ALIYAH, 866, the number 4, A-L-I-Y-A-H, or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel, nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now, nbn.org.il. Well, that wraps up another edition of Homeward Bound. I want to thank Nahum Siegel for taking some time out of his busy schedule when he's here in Israel to uh, spend a few minutes with us. I want to thank the executive director and co-founder of Nefesh Benefesh, Rabbi Yoshua Fass, who spent a few minutes discussing with us this uh, wonderful Mitzion Prize, where the nominations are due in by December 15th. So don't delay. If you have someone you want to nominate for this great prize, go to the website, nbn.org.il, slash and you can find out all the information you need to nominate someone. And, of course, my thanks to Rachel Berger for her information about sales jobs here in Israel that require a high level of English. Uh, look forward to seeing you guys next week, or at least for you guys hearing me next week, here on Homeward Bound on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Egal Siegel, and have a great week, everybody. Every day is an endless stream of disappointment, broken dreams. Mm. And each day looks the same to me, assembly lines and factories. And every stranger's face I see Reminds me that I long to be Homeward bound I wish I was Homeward bound Home to Yerushalayim Home where my heart is lying Home where my destiny waits silently for me Sing sad songs again Lament this world of pretend But all my words come back to me This life of mediocrity Like emptiness in harmony I need Hashem to comfort me Homeward bound I wish I was Homeward bound Silently for me